This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I'm looking for durable competitive advantage. I'm looking for something that has a moat around it for a considerable period of time. And I'm looking for an, an honest and able management to run it because I don't know how to run it myself. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a series of lessons to help you on your investing journey. This is for anyone who wants to start investing but isn't really sure where to start. Our aim is to make the markets accessible to anyone. My name is Bryce and I am joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. Today is the day. It is the it's Monday, yeah. the launch of our Everything ETF series. Yes. We've crowdsourced questions and we've really gone back to basics for people who aren't even sure what the acronym ETF stands for. And then, you know, we sort of go from there, talk about what you can buy and then ETF aftercare, not afterpay. <laughs> That's a separate business idea that I want to pitch, but ETF aftercare, you know, like signing up to a share registry, dividend reinvestment plans, all that stuff. So hopefully all the questions that you have about ETFs will be answered today, but that's not this episode. No. This episode is to announce the winners of our Build an ETF competition. Yes. To get people thinking about ETFs, we put $1,000 on the line and we said, give us your best ideas. And we got inundated with some absolute crackers. It was epic to see. We had, uh, what, how many come through? Almost 300 yep. or so. 300 people, yeah. 300 people. Multiple suggestions from a lot of people. Some people tried to submit the same idea twice. That did not get, <laughs> uh, that did not increase their did chances that. of winning, I'll have to say, but full points for trying. Yeah, so it was just awesome to see so many creative, some really funny niche ideas come through, some some that we even thought, wow, this is something that we would personally love to invest in. When beta shares were trying to get access to the super secret file to, um, <laughs> to try and boost their sort of strategy of product over the next few years. So before we jump into some of the key themes, Ren, you're going to run through some of the funny ones and we'll go through a few of our favorites and then release the results and the winner who walks away with $1,000 towards uh, their next ETF purchase or stock purchase. Just to remind Re- everyone... Really, we're just giving them $1,000. We, well, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to check up on what you spend it on. Well, we will. But, <laughs> but uh, we would suggest investing in it. <laughs> yes. The rules were obviously to pitch an ETF, give us the name of the ETF, what the ticker would be what the major focus is, a bit of a description, and then perhaps some of the stocks that might fall within that ETF. And it was just awesome to see so many people and members of the community putting a lot of thought into this. So let's kind of go through some of the major themes that started resonating. In the spirit of making people wait right until the end of the episode, we'll talk about some of the major themes. Then we'll talk about some of the ones we thought were pretty funny or worth discussing. And then we'll go through some of our favorites and then announce the winner. So I know everyone is sitting on the edge of their seat waiting to hear, but 
we are going to drag this out like a American TV award show. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I might leave. <laughs> I think if we start with some of the key themes, I thought there were some crackers that came through and there was clearly some key themes that the Equity Mates community are particularly interested in. So Beta Shares, Vanguard, BlackRock, Van Eck, listen up because this is where you should be uh, thinking about in terms of the themes that people are interested in. I think the most entered theme, is that the right word? Yeah. Water, energy and sustainability. Climate change, move towards a circular economy, the management of water resources, all really big themes that came through. Obviously, a big focus for the Equity Mates community. Second most was, and I don't know what this says about our community, maybe they've been influenced by you a little bit too much, but the uh, second biggest theme was the vice stocks. Come on. (laughs) Cigarettes, the gambling, the alcohol stocks, ETFs made up of, you know, fossil fuel producers and cigarette makers. People are obviously suggesting an anti-ethical investing vibe, potentially being just a little bit contrarian. But that was a big one that came through. So your influence is being noted on the equity community. <laughs> My false influence. Another one that I particularly liked that I think we will probably see in the coming years was around diversity and especially female presence on boards and in executive teams holding ETF of stocks that have, you know, like 40% representation of women on boards and stuff like that. So I thought that was a particularly good yeah, that's one. That's a good one. Buy now, pay later. That was a big one. Worldwide or just Australia? Every flavor of buy now, pay later that you you could want. But that's obviously to be expected given the the massive growth across that industry. Weed was a big one. Is there a weed ETF I in think Australia? One. No, no, not in Australia. But uh, overseas, there are, especially in the states. Yeah. Two more that I particularly liked. One was around IPOs. So it was like using the fact that an ETF has considerable money behind it to invest pre-IPO and then sell like six months after IPO. And given the amount of hot IPOs that we see probably more in the US than Australia, that was an interesting theme that that came through. You'd have to really actively manage that one. Yeah, it's not exactly a passive ETF. The last one that I particularly liked and I thought worth talking about was the number of people that suggested sport ETFs and there were a number of e-sport ones which I thought were good and gaming related ones but there were some that came through where it was like you know own all the publicly listed sports teams around the world so you know like the Brisbane Broncos in Australia, Manchester United, the football team in the in the UK, a few NBA and NHL hockey teams in the US and build an ETF around all the publicly listed sports teams around the world, which I thought was an interesting one. Any that took your interest? I mean, you've covered a lot of the ones that I think were appealing. Alternative assets, Ren, something that I think we both have a bit of an interest in and I'd be keen to understand more about some of the underlying stocks that they thought would fit within that. I didn't actually see that entry, but um, I see you've written that down here. So that would be appealing. One of the alternative assets was Pokemon cards. An oh, ATF yo. Holds Pokemon cards. I did see that actually. That's not bad. <laughs> there was one category that I'm surprised that you didn't talk about that really tried to play to the judge in you. Retail was a massive theme and there were a number that really spoke about your expertise in the retail space and name checked you in their entries. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean... 
Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I am the retail whisperer, but uh, <laughs> and is it brick and mortar or was it just uh, again? There yeah. was a variety. Yeah, there were some that were quite compelling where it was like the more niche retailers, like the thematic retailers, like West Farmers for Bunnings, and then Kathmandu and Super Retail Group that owns like boating, fishing, and camping stuff like that. The ones that aren't just general retail, like mm. your Kmart's and your Targets. Although they're both owned by West Farmers, so <laughs> mine would be a retail ETF that has retailers that are niche specialists and have more than fifty percent of sales generated online. Okay, that's that, compelling. That would be mine. I didn't see that one come through, so you should have submitted it. Wow, I did under the name Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, let's chat about some of the funny, more niche ones that have come through, and then we'll do a bit of a deep dive on our favourites. I think the prize, unfortunately, there's no monetary prize, but the prize for the most niche ETF suggested goes to Ashley, who submitted a oat milk ETF. Jeez. <laughs> what, what? Very niche. I couldn't give you a number of oat milk stocks, but... Obviously, the thesis was that it's a growing yeah, uh, yeah, trend yeah. and uh, that there's many benefits to oat milk yep. and there's probably a number of companies that are going to start producing or getting involved in it to back the oat milk ETF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was actually just a more general milk ETF as well that was, you know, like, I guess, like Fonterra or A2 Milk and, and those companies. Again, pretty niche. I don't Very know if niche. the uh, ETF builders could get enough stocks and enough liquidity. I think milk to... more generally, milk, I think, is a dying industry. Do you? Yeah. What's going to replace it? Lactose-free milk. A2's. Oh, no, no, no. It covers all that as well. Oh, okay. It was okay, like okay. milk Not... in the broadest okay, sense okay. of the term. Almond, oh, Milk and alternatives. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rice. No, Should yeah. we keep going? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few that came in that really focused on the equity mates vibe. Yo. Including one that said back all your retail picks another that said short all my stocks of the year <laughs> <laughs> nice. which you know what fair enough fair enough <laughs> they're good i like that a few that came in around motley full nah, um it. <laughs> both long their you know their articles where it's like three hot stocks yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. buy now yeah both just long whatever they produce in those but also some that said short whatever those fair call so you could do a pair trade and buy both etfs and net out there are a few around the work from home theme that i thought was particularly interesting obviously like some big companies in that space that have done very well during covid like DocuSign, Zoom, companies like that. And then the last one that I thought was interesting was a war-themed ETF. Lockheed Martin, um, Boeing, all those big defense contractors, which is probably investing in a theme that you really don't want to happen. Yeah. But, hey. These companies exist. They exist for a reason. So, Ren, let's move to some of our shortlists. Maybe we do three each and we can do a bit of a, you know, these are our shout out to those that really stood out to us. You did make the shortlist, but unfortunately there is only one winner. So how about we kick into that, Ren? Maybe we go one for one and then yeah. you can announce the winner. You tell us one of yours to begin with. Well, I actually don't mind Daniel Lopez's entry, Worldwide Pet Industry. I have always been a fan yeah, of a the, the pet industry. It's one of those industries that people pour money into perhaps more so than they need to. Pets are like a member of your family these days. Yeah, exactly. And you just see more and more companies coming to market with innovative products and essentially more ways for people to spend more money on their pets. Shout out to my parents who just bought a dog. <laughs> yeah, shout out to your parents. So Daniel Lopez, he came out with a worldwide pet industry. The ETF would be PET. It tracks obviously the major players in the pet industry, including veterinarians, obviously toy manufacturers, pet food, the likes. It's a core 
pet of many families and there are a lot of costs associated with owning pets. You know, that's the man's best friend. So some companies that would fall in this may be Fresh Pet, Chewy, Zoetus. Zoetus, I'm not sure of that one, but um, look, I like the idea. I could see that one getting some traction. Yeah. Chewy's up like 120% this year. So obviously... The market agrees that COVID has been a good time for pets. Yes. A lot of people getting COVID buddies. Yes. Yeah. So what do you got? In terms of pets? None. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, my landlord doesn't allow it. (laughs) In terms of ETF entries, one that I particularly liked that may not have such good short-term prospects, but would have done incredibly well throughout the 2010s, Jared Stevens submitted Australian Premium Exports ETF, ticket code APEX, A-P-E-X. And it would be an ETF that would be made up of premium Australian exports across any industry or sector. And I mean, we've all seen the results of the China trade. So A2 Milk is obviously one we've spoken about a lot on the show. Treasury Wine Estates. Blackmore's was killing it on that. It's fallen off a lot recently. But there's a number of companies that are really benefiting from the growing Asian middle class, the increasing consumption that comes with that and the perception of Australia and New Zealand as a safe and clean environment. And so there's a number of companies that have done well there. And I I thought that was a good idea, albeit with a little bit of a short-term risk given yeah. the escalating trade tensions yeah. and geopolitical tensions with China. Yeah, it's a good idea. Absolutely. My second one, Ren, that caught my eye from uh, Melanie Cody, and this kind of plays into the, the retail wheelhouse somewhat. It's called Global Most Trusted Brands. The ticker is brand. I like this just given that we know that companies, you know, your Apples, your Coca-Colas, that are really trusted brands, there is research that shows that there is a direct correlation between consumer trust of a brand and also the profitability and more importantly, the longevity of that brand. And I think when you think you know, about how Warren Buffett invests and the idea of competitive advantage and, and moats, brand power is certainly a moat and a competitive advantage. So I like the idea of having an ETF that is managed that has, I guess, companies in it that are deemed to have incredibly strong trusted brands. So, you know, as I said, Apple, Amazon, Coke, Samsung, Disney, Nike, you're probably going to get a lot of the top 500 companies in there. But I think if you could narrow it down and get just a select few, I really like that one. Okay. My next one would be from Matt Brown and he submitted the theme of index leaders, ticker IXL. And the idea would be that it's basically the top 10 or 20 stocks from each share market index around the world. So some of the major share market indexes in Australia, we have the ASX 200. So it would take the top 20 companies from that. In America, they have the S&P 500. It would take the top 20 companies from that. In Germany, they have the DAX. They would take the top 20 companies from that. In the UK, they have the FTSE 100, take the top 20 companies from that. I can go on, but you get the idea that you're basically getting the biggest companies in each market. And so, as Matt wrote, this particular ETF would have a superstar lineup of CSL, Transurban, Apple, Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, Visa, Unilever, like some of the biggest and most well-known companies from around the world. So I thought that would be an interesting way to construct an index of the 
biggest and best companies from around the world. Yeah, nice. Man, there's a lot to go through, Ren, but in the interest of time, and I'm sure everyone wants to know who the winner is, I'll close mine out with one coming in from Dwayne Pinto, the R&D intensive ticker. I like this one. I'm glad you said it. So it's, it's an interesting one. It can go two ways, but firstly, what is it? An ETF ticker R&D, obviously. The objective is to comprise companies which invest heavily in R&D, the thesis being that you invest in companies that are able to create and deliver quality products to the public, thereby increasing revenue, increasing market share and their ability to reflect a growth mentality, which ideally results in increased share price and or price of the ETF. But it is well known that companies that do spend a lot of money on R&D properly, you know, you think of your CSLs, for example, (laughs) they do generate a great return for the investors. The caveat being that a lot of companies also spend a lot of money on R&D that goes nowhere. So it's about finding the companies that are good at returning your capital, or I guess what we call ROI, return on invested capital. And they're the companies that I would imagine comprise this ETF. So I really like that one. I agree. I think if you were going to construct this ETF, you would want to have R&D threshold as a percentage of revenue or a percentage of profit or something like that. But then probably also a threshold for like a minimum return on invested capital. But yeah, Yeah. I, I thought this was a really interesting one. All right, my final one, it comes in from Kathy and her ETF is around the aesthetic medicine market. I know something that you're particularly <laughs> considering personally. Not uh, true. And she has suggested the ticker look, L-O-O-K. And the aesthetic medicine market is basically plastic surgery and all other sort of medical treatments and devices and stuff like that that are focused on making people look better. So Kathy writes that it's expected to be a $103.4 billion industry by 2026. It's growing at about 9% a year and you can understand how it will continue to grow as more innovation happens in this space. The cost of, you know, elective surgery and stuff comes down or it becomes, you know, safer and people are going to always want to improve their appearances. So I thought this was a particularly interesting one in a growing industry and one that I'd never thought of before. Yeah, I had not thought of it either, Ren, considering it's not something I uh, am going well, to be pursuing. it's not pursuing. something you thought about <laughs> investing in in terms of the share market. It's definitely something you thought about <laughs> investing in personally. Not true, not true. Six great entries and we actually do have a few more on the short list Ren that maybe we'd be able to put up on the website so everyone can get across them if if we find the bandwidth to do that so stay tuned we'll let you know what the URL will be once we do but Ren I guess without further ado it's probably now is the best time to actually announce the winner of the ETF competition and we can give away that thousand dollars that's burning hole in the back pocket yeah so the winner is Stu Kane And he has suggested the ETF Global Duopolies, ASX ticket code D-U-O, Duo. The thesis for this is it gives investors exposure to a diversified portfolio of duopoly companies with sustainable competitive advantages and phenomenal market share positions. And so Stu has given us a selection criteria. So the companies must be one of two market dominating players They must have a combined market share of at least 50%. They must be in a growing industry or sector. They must have a strong competitive advantage. And he's actually given some ideas of the companies that 
could be in this ETF. And for me, you look at this and you think about how dominant these companies are in their respective sectors and the ETF makes a lot of sense. So Coles and Woolies in the Australian supermarket business, Airbus and Boeing in the aircraft manufacturing business, Visa and MasterCard in payments, FedEx and UPS in US postal delivery, Pepsi and Coke in drinks. We get a bit niche with the next one. Vodacom and MTN in South African telecommunications that I imagine both are very difficult to disrupt and dominant market positions. Samsung and Apple in phones, Apple and Microsoft in operating systems, Caterpillar and Komatsu in heavy machinery and vehicles, Nike and Adidas in sports footwear, Garuda and Lion Air in Indonesian air travel. Indonesian air travel, apparently a massive business, like the fifth biggest travel market in the world. A lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. yeah. Amazon and Alibaba in e-commerce, YKK and SBS in zippers. And if you you didn't know, YKK used to have 90% global market share for zips. Wow. Yeah. And then a Chinese company, SBS, has entered the picture. But yeah, YKK used to just be this dominant monopoly in zips. Yeah. So for me, this was the winner for a couple of reasons. But the the main one being it was just such a creative idea. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. Those companies have incredibly enduring moats and are pretty difficult to disrupt. Good diverse range of industries as well, Ren. But to your point, very established companies. You know, you think about those, some of them are disrupting others, which is interesting. You look at sort of maybe what Microsoft and Apple are doing to maybe the payment system or what Amazon's doing to supermarkets. But the thing is, like the the payments example, everyone partners with Visa and MasterCard. That's true. You don't build your own payments infrastructure. That's true. Well, nice. Congratulations, Stu Keen, first winner of our annual ETF competition. Uh, annual? Wow. <laughs> wow. Just threw that out there. No, that's yeah. not true. But um, <laughs> as we said, it's been a, a really fun four weeks where we've been taking all of these entries in. So a big thank you to all of you out in the community who have taken the time to send in your entries. We will endeavor to get our shortlist up on the website Stu, we will reach out to you to um, organize your $1,000 prize. And guys, just a reminder that this is the precursor. Live in your feed now will be the three-part ETFs for beginners series where we've partnered with BetaShares to really, as Ren said at the start, walk back to basics for everything you need to know about ETFs before, during, and after the buying of ETFs. So no matter where you are on your journey, there's going to be some information on in there that will be applicable to you. I mean, Ren and I even learned some stuff about the administration side that we often overlook. So worth sticking around and listening to that. So make sure you do listen, spread the word and yeah, what a fun. And if any of the ATF providers want to get Stu's contact details to help construct this ATF, Global Duopolies, reach out to us. We'll pass them on. Otherwise, if it's not created in five years, we'll create this ATF. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one, Ren. Well, again, congrats, Stu. Make sure you all go and have a listen to the three-part series on Get Started Investing, and we look forward to chatting with you soon. Nice one. Thanks for listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. Please remember that everything you hear in Get Started Investing is general advice only. The content has been prepared without knowing your personal objectives, specific financial circumstances or goals. The hosts of Get Started Investing may maintain positions in the companies discussed. 
Before considering any investment, please read the product disclosure statement and consider speaking to a licensed financial professional. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.